happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. We love all of our LGBTQ plus and everywhere in between fam. Um, You know, we love you and support you. Are you going to Pride this year? I, I'm at, I'm mixed feelings about it Um, because I'm like, yeah, I want to go out and like celebrate myself and all of our people. Um, But also I'm like, I don't want fucking Target to capitalize on this shit. Like chase fucking bank. Exactly. I'm like, I don't think I want like it feels a little like like are we kind of celebrating huge corporations now, too? Because yeah, like these monsters are in on it. Like and I don't think that's what it would be. But like, I've always loved going to Pride. Like, yeah, I might like try and find some like underground like not underground but like some less you know mainstream corporate ways to celebrate that's a great idea yeah you go to like a drag brunch or something like that oh i would love to go i gotta find a drag now i need need to make a note find girl hey siri make a note (laughs) find a drag brunch near me yes perfect all right, we can move on. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, do you want to tell all of our, our gay, straight, in-between friends yes. who we are and yes. what we do here? Well, welcome to Disastrous. This is the podcast where we talk about um, things like the corporate takeover of Pride um, mm-hmm. and things like being in love with your best friend and not knowing if you're in love with your best friend or just friends with your best friend um, Mm -hmm. because you haven't discovered that part of yourself yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And other kind of chaotic crises in between. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Chaotic crises. Whether you're, you're trying to find your own sexuality or you're dealing with the life that comes after it <laughs> we're here for you uh 100 and we love and support you as always um so yes this is disastrous i'm amanda and i'm hannah and uh happy pride month everybody we will be getting to some pride content mm-hmm. uh later in the month but uh at the moment hannah and i have had had our stories prepped and, and Pride just snuck up on us. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot Sorry. about June. Dang I was a bad Sorry. queer. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was a real bad queer. I didn't even notice it was happening. <laughs> I know. And I was like, we should be more dialed into this. But Oops. listen, we got, we got stuff. You know, <laughs> you know, don't be mad at us. All right. So today I am going to tell you. As most of you know, there was a horrible train crash in India. Yeah. Um, recently. And in reading the news about it, uh, I'll just cut to it. I was more curious about other train crashes. True. And train disasters throughout history. Because we don't usually do current events unless we're referring to something that is happening in our lives. But um, I did do some digging and what I found was not good. Yeah. 
we're in a as little, you can imagine. We're on a little transportation kick. <laughs> I yeah, right? It just like seems Get ready for summer travel, guys. Every way <laughs> you just... want to go is a nightmare. Ooh, stay home. <laughs> Disastrous podcast. Stay home. Disastrous podcast, creating agoraphobics. <laughs> One episode at a time, baby. Oh, yes. I had a, this is a side story. Uh, no. My first psychiatrist I saw, I was telling her about my, like, anxiety and how, you know, I'm, I used to be really scared to, like, not drive myself places. Like, whenever I would hang mm-hmm. out with friends, like, I would have to also drive. Like, I could never get a ride. Because I was like, if mm-hmm. I have an anxiety attack, I need to be able to leave. And she yeah. was like... She was like, but you're still leaving your house, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, good. Because otherwise, you'd, you know, that's a whole other thing. And you'd be agoraphobic. <laughs> and we'd have to, you know, that'd be a whole other thing. And I was oh like. Oh, my God. Like, okay. I have this other client that has agoraphobia. It's just so annoying to deal with. Thank God. I was like, I was like uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no. I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it does kind of make me feel better. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I feel about this relationship. But you. Just give me the prescriptions I need, and I don't have to talk to you for another two months, so that's okay. Oh, nice. Okay, good. <laughs> so it all works out. Absolutely. Um, well, so the story that I am going to tell you today is about the World War One era single worst railway disaster in history. Wow. Yeah. This one gets... It's... It's kind of rough. So okay. If anybody listening at home uh, needs a, a drink, completely understand. Yeah. Uh, unless you're an alcoholic, that would be wildly irresponsible. Okay. So, uh, this is the Saint Michel de Morien incident mm-hmm. that took place on December 12th, 1917. Uh, of course, we said wartime. If you put it together, 1917, World War One, And if you put it together that the name is French, this <laughs> happened in France. All right. All right. So amidst the First World War, um, a train carrying 982 passengers, almost entirely of French soldiers, Mm-hmm. traveled from Italy to France for a short respite. Respite? Respite. Respite. Respite? Yeah. Thank you. Respite from the fighting. Yeah. Uh, because in the late fall of 1917, British and French troops were sent to re- reinforce the Italian border. Or like the, re- the yeah. Italian front line. Sure. Uh, they were there for about a month fighting their little butts off and they had succeeded yay in reinforcing the italian front line so this is what they would call like the western front Mm -hmm. let's come home let's hang out let's have a smoke and a baguette exactly and see my wife and child yeah 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 exactly so like so general emile fayol Maybe. Uh, (laughs) Who was the new commander-in-chief of the French troops uh, supporting the Italians, granted leave to the soldiers who had been fighting. Um, 
because of the French army mutinies, he was like, let's give the boys a, a, wow. a quick five. Okay, cool. Yeah, he was like, you guys have been doing really good, so either, okay, option one, pizza party. <laughs> option two, you can go home for the holidays and see your families. And they're like, we'll, we'll go home. And, and then they're like, like, all right, cool. See, see you back in two weeks. Another, another like, uh, you know, regiment was like, option three, you stay here forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> no breaks. No. <laughs> so uh, while the soldiers were hoping for a small holiday away from the fighting where they could like party dance, discotheque, eat, like you said, eat a baguette, um, have dinner with mom. Okay. Go to the spa, get a little mani petty. All that stuff would not happen. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. It's starting off on a low note, and it's probably just gonna get worse. So. Yeah, sounds about right. But according to official records, 982 soldiers were on a 19 car train, mm. um, left for the station in. Morien Valley. However, that number is kind of a loose number. Sure. Because, like, train records weren't sure. super... It's wartime. Jotted down. It's wartime and it's 1917. You have two excuses. And, exactly. And another is that there was a huge locomotive shortage going on throughout France and throughout like the surrounding like Switzerland and um and Italy. So I swear to god I'd never read the words locomotive shortage so many times in my life oh my than gosh. when I was researching this. What is that? I was like mean? I get it. I get it. There's no trains. I get it. Like they're all <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're just wherever else and not here. That's yeah. okay. Like there's so there's just no trains. So uh, even more passengers could have been present on a 19-car train mm-hmm. that was definitely not supposed to have that many people on it. I was wondering, because 982, I'm thinking of, like, division. It's kind of a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And uh, the cars were of wooden construction with metal chassis. Mm, love so, that. a old-timey roller coaster absolutely we've seen this Um, before in mm -hmm. brooklyn (laughs) that Mm -hmm. doesn't go great (laughs) and it doesn't go great um so due to the train shortage in the area the local commanding officer of the rail traffic of or like for rail traffic chose to couple two trains together Mm. and there was only one engine so 19 cars is also probably more, is that kind of what's happening? It's more than a normal train would have. Exactly. Got it. So the two, like, coupled trains were only led by one engine. And, it like, a train of that size would normally have two. But the engine isn't even, like, the real problem. Mm. Um, of those train cars... Only the first three had air brakes, 
and the remaining coaches either had handbrakes or no brakes. Hannah. Like handbrakes that you would have to operate in each car. Yeah. And so they had like men stationed throughout the cars okay. to yank the hill, the hill, yank the handbrake when the signal was given, like when the bell was rung. And then there were some with no brakes at all. Yeah. Just. Is that standard? Uh, no. Yeah. No, I it's not. I was going to say, I, I can't. Mm-mm-mm. And it was. So not standard that the train engineer who was driving, like conducting, was like, I'm not leaving the station. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. We like a hero. We We like a guy who's like. We love someone who is motivated by what they think the best choice is. Mm hmm. And in. In knowing all the things that I'm about to tell you and the things you already know, this guy was like, absolutely not. Yeah. This is a a horrible idea. We've coupled two trains together. There's one engine. There's barely any brakes. Like, yeah. what the? Are we going to do a group prayer before we take off? Like- also, was there an easy way for um, communication from like, the what's what's what is it the train man the <laughs> like the conductor thank the you. conductor engineer the yeah the train man um <laughs> is there a way for the conductor to communicate with those people who are going to be pulling the handbrakes uh just by a bell oh okay all right mm-hmm. um but so he he originally refused but the commanding officer threatened to like court-martial him and was like all right either you drive this train or you go to jail that is insane super fucked up not a fan what a great very manipulative great abuse of power Mm -hmm. so it departed modan france uh late on a wintry December night at 11.15 p.m. Uh, they were heading down into a valley, so a steep grade. Um, in addition to the overpacked cars, um, the train reached speeds of 80 miles per hour as it approached the next station. So, like, way faster. Yeah. Wow. Trains usually slow down to, like, five miles an hour when they approach another station. Absolutely. Uh, but the brakes functioned as only these brakes could. Listen, we're not asking any more or less of you. Just, you did what you could, brakes. Yeah. And uh, causing several wooden cars to derail at a mountain pass. Mm. A mountain pass. Exactly. Uh-oh. So, like, if you look at a map, because, like, where they were was, like, right kind of, not far from the Italian and um, Swiss borders. Okay, sure. So so there's like a lot of mountainous ranges in there. And um, I can definitely, just by looking at a map, I'm like, oh, it kind of looks fucked. Like, 
you see all these craggy ridges and then you see like a highway in between. You're like, oh, <laughs> can't be good. So uh, the wooden cars smash into one another, one another, ignited by oh, the candles used for lighting because uh. the lights didn't work <gasps> on this fucking train. Oh, shit. I know. It's just like one. Th- it's like, all right, sorry, sorry. Let me get this straight. Okay. Big ass long train. Thousand people. One engine. Only two brakes or something. <laughs> and no lights. So, so we're using candles. Candles in the wooden cars. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. that's okay. And this commanding officer that was like, take these men out of this station and get them back to wherever. Like, this is a death sentence. Like, it just is. Like, such a, it's such a lovely thought to be like, I'd rather give these people vacations with their families rather than having a mutiny. But then it's like, well, did we think it through all the way? Did we consider all the repercussions? And as you and I both know from a year of doing this podcast, almost everybody is just looking out for their own ass. Yeah. Except for train engineer one, who's like, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't want to do this. He's like, you're going to go to jail if you don't. Yeah. All right. Tell my wife and kids I love them. Anyway, like, yeah, go to jail. Save yourself. Run. Just run. Everybody run. So the lights didn't work. Wooden train cars crashed into each other, ignited from candlelight. (laughs) But it gets worse. Mm. So they had put these soldiers on like a rickety long piece of shit with no brakes and put it on essentially a luge down these mountains. And that is not their fault. But. Oh, God, what'd they do? They did bring a lot of (gasps) unauthorized grenades and TNT (gasps) on board the train. I was like, she's not going to say ammo. She's not going to say ammo. She didn't. No, she said what? something worse. And, and I was and, just thinking bullets, but. No, why like, is there any explosive stuff? Is there any reasoning? I, not that I could find. Um, because you're going home to see mom, right? <laughs> Are you going home to see your, like, wife and kids and eat a baguette? Why are you bringing grenades and TNT? Ugh. Like, it's my security TNT. Also, it's my security again, grenade. Grenades and TNT right next to the open flame of the candles. Uh huh. Exactly. And to make matters worse, the mountain walls, like the kind of the, let's say, like structure. Yeah, sure. Of like the mountains um, basically provided zero ventilation for any of the heat. Oh, wow. 
So it are they was in like a tunnel a, right now, or just amidst, no? I like think a, it a valley or it was in a valley, but I think like the curvature, yeah, just like allowed it to barely let any heat escape. Yeah, so oxygen could get in, but like there's not going to be like a cooling effect yeah. in any way. So it turns like a bomb into a pressure cooker. Yeah. Like maybe when you microwave tinfoil, I don't know the science behind that, but that's what I envisioned when I read this. Sure. Now I'm thinking like so, I spent my college years in the Lehigh Valley and like so much air pollution just because it was the highway and because you're in a valley, yeah. the air pollution kind of just hangs out. Sits there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, the fire just intensified, um, which is horrible. Uh, official reports say that between 700 and 800 passengers were killed. Oh, my and God. that means, like, a very small percentage survived. Yeah. Um, and that was just killed. Like, everybody else was injured. Um, but the situation was classified for almost 90 years. And so they're thinking like up to a thousand deaths are possible. Yeah. Um, but since the military was at fault, they classified all of this information. Oh my God. So I people know. didn't know about it. So people didn't know about it. Even the, um, the daily... Le Figaro, which was a newspaper, um, it was really the only source to say anything about the accident. Wow. Uh, it said 21 lines four days after the accident. So basically wow. there was a muzzle put on the press. Yeah. And no one was allowed to say anything, even the French press. So they were like, oh... If y'all saw smoke coming from that valley, oh, that's a not a French accent, but you get it. Don't y'all saw smoke coming worry. from the? Don't worry about it. It was a minor military incident, and your son will be home soon. <laughs> I'm obsessed <laughs> with you right now, saying I can't do a French accent, and I know what I'm doing is not a French accent at all, but I need to do some sort of accent, so I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> I like could feel I could see your brain like working and being like I can't just speak in my normal Amanda voice. I can't. I can't do it. It needs an accent. Insane of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me. You know, I'm not just making shit up on the fly, man. You know me too. (laughs) Oh god. So. After 90 years, it was declassified, and they were able to, but it's also, like, it was 90 years ago. I know. Uh, like, so who's still alive who was impacted and, by the event? And also, this shit is written in, like, fucking, like, old-timey speak. Yeah. I don't... I'll throw this into chat GPT and just kind of have it translate or something. But... um, they were able to 
look at more of the investigation. Um, it does remain one of the greatest rail catastrophes in French history. Um, some people were indicted, da da da, uh, acquitted. Oh my god! Yeah, a story old as time. Uh, yeah, but, but it who's also left remains to a... like indict. <laughs> exactly. Nobody, nobody's there. Yeah, like they're like we're gonna do a little investigation. Okay, sound good, everybody? And they're like, we don't have anything. We don't have anything to say. <laughs> and they're like. <laughs> Well, good enough. <laughs> See you never. So um, it was the second greatest rail catastrophe in the entire entirety of world history um, in terms of accurately known casualties. Wow. Um, this is also the deadliest railway disaster in world history that occurred uh, that occurred as a result of operational accident mm. rather than a natural disaster. Okay. God, that is rough. Yeah. I think we've done a lot of stories where like the casualties are high, but I'm like, damn, a, that's like a thousand people is. It's a thousand people in like such a preventable way and like such Mm -hmm. a like, you know, again, like it's always easy for us to sit here and be like, that was preventable. Like you shouldn't have done X, Y or Z. Mm -hmm. And it's like we're people looking back from the future and also people who are not like in the positions of power that these other people are in and like making the choices. But at the same time, it, it just... It's unfortunate because you still see it today, like kind of like this disregard for like the little guy's safety and well-being. Yeah, the disregard for like human life. Like it's just I and, you know, I think about this a lot, like the the man child that's for some reason been put in charge and. I'm guessing it was because he used ChatGPT to write his cover letter. Probably. But, like, like the infantile and short-sighted. Yeah. I'll say it. Man. Probably white man. Probably, probably boomer white man. Who's like, you know what? I have this one thing I need to do. And they're like, we can't do it because, you know, this, 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 this. And also, the cost of human life is way too high. So, mm-hmm. and he's like... I said I would do that thing. Yeah. So do it. Yeah. Like just that kind of like pig headedness, I guess. Yeah. It's um is toxic masculinity. There we go. Yeah. We got there. We got there eventually. (laughs) But yeah, um, it did not seem like a good idea. And my whole thing was like, dude. Just send like five hundred of them on Tuesday, and then some. Send another five hundred on like Thursday. Yeah, but Amanda, then people wouldn't be as efficient as a labor f- workforce, and that's, <laughs> that's what matters. That's what matters. Is- and they're like, and what about the train <sighs> shortage, Amanda? <laughs> The Italian front line is secure. All right. Now everybody take off your little 
pin, badge, whatever identifies, whatever force you work for and just throw it in a river. We're going home. Yeah. He did your duty. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that was uh, the worst operational train disaster of all time. Well, so wild and something I never knew about. Never heard about ever. So thank you. Listen, that's why you got me. (laughs) All right. Well, do you want to tell everybody where to uh, find and follow us? Yeah, I can do that. You can follow us on Instagram at DisastrousPod. We are on TikTok at DisastrousLeePod. Don't forget the L-Y. You can email us at DisastrousPod at gmail.com. Let us know, you know, your favorite type of train. Uh, make sure to rate. Yeah. <laughs> make sure if you're that rate. TikTok guy that is always like, he just watches trains and he gets. Oh, he gets so, so jazzed. Excited. He's he gets so, so jazzed. And he's oh. like, that's a RX 300. Like, I'm like, oh, buddy. It's so cute. I love that it's shit. It's the most precious thing ever. Um, so, But yes, rate, review, and subscribe. And send this one to a pal if you want. We would really like that. And, you know, we really do love you. And we really do respect you. And we want to hear from you and everything you got. So we'll catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye.